1: Very, very good. Well, welcome, everybody, to the Mount Street Alaska show, a special Thursday edition and coming to you live from Fairbanks, Alaska. And it's just a a special time up here. It's an incredibly beautiful day. I'm sort of broadcasting from a a very nice little hotel room here at the Westmark, where there are about 350 people here for the Republican National uh, Republican Convention, the state convention, not the national convention. We wish we'd love to have the national convention up here. And there are about 350 Republicans from all over uh, Alaska here. And we are very, very fortunate today, uh, John Quick, my my co-host, because we have a special guest. We're going to introduce her in a minute. But first of all, we do want to thank our show sponsor. Can you do that for us, John?
0: Yeah, we want to thank Charlie Pierce for Governor for sponsoring our show. Because of his sponsorship, we're able to get conservative news through all the nooks and crannies of, of Alaska. And. And really have folks in the lower 48 hear about what we're doing in Alaska as well. We have one of the top-ranked podcasts in in the government section in the entire U.S., and that's because of people like you that listen. And we're very fortunate to have a very uh, exciting, rock-star-ish guest today, which I'll let Suzanne talk about that
1: yeah yeah without further ado. So today on our show everybody and and we're we're broadcasting live on Facebook and of course later uh, when we get this finished we will be posting this up on pod you know podbean and and John has us up on Pandora and Apple iTunes and Google Play and all the other fancy things that he that he's able to do. But um we appreciate you joining us here on Facebook for the show. Ron McDaniels, McDaniel, who is the chair of the Republican National Committee, is with us today. Welcome to the show, Rana. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you, and
2: I'm so excited to be here in Alaska. Such a beautiful day in your great state.
1: It's a beautiful day. I just finished that drive myself. Now, Rana, you are driving up um, to to Fairbanks, and you're just you just got in range, so you just got enough bars to be able to do this. We have your screen black because you're bouncing through those frost heaves through Esther Alaska and Anderson Alaska and the the road gets really, really bumpy. And so we thought, well, we better just um, make your screen go black or everybody who's on Facebook today will get seasick. So um, because you're just bouncing along there as as I did. And we're just happy that you could join us from your car. And you're here to do the keynote for the Alaska Republican Convention. I will tell you, I don't remember when a chair of the National Committee has been here For one of our state conventions. So you are extremely welcome here and people are so excited. This is one of the biggest crowds we've had for a Republican state convention. So thank you for showing up. And I, um, I, I wanted to ask you just a few questions about what's really cooking at the RNC right now. I mean, you'll be talking about this, but maybe give us a little bit of a preview about what's really hot. What are the hot topics at the Republican National Committee right now?
2: Well, I think we're all watching the disaster of the Biden administration. I think in Alaska, you're seeing firsthand the downfall of his open border policy with the drug epidemic and fentanyl crossing our border and certainly coming to Alaska and his energy policy shutting down drilling, which has caused gas prices to go so high. And of course, in Alaska, you feel that more than anyone because of home heating costs and the things uh, that are happening here because of the failures of the Biden administration. So what we're talking about right now at the RNC is how do we win it back? How do we win back the midterms in uh, November and take back the House and the Senate? And I know every night I dream about retiring Nancy Pelosi. So.
1: Oh. Yeah, well, I do, too. I mean, I can't believe it. we're probably in this, each other's dreams that that is <laughs> that's just amazing. Well, um, these are th- issues that are extremely important to Alaskans. Uh, the, obviously, the drug crisis has led to uh, a large crime waves here, a lot of despair and a lot of people who are very dysfunctional, who have been made dysfunctional through these drugs coming across our, our border. And also, uh, we we did a poll just about a week ago with a Remington Research Group. And we find that our voters in Alaska are extremely concerned about election integrity. It is their number two issue right after the economy. And we were surprised that voter integrity, that election integrity rated so high. But I know this is of concern to the Republican National Committee. Can you talk to us a little bit about what you're doing there to address this around the country?
2: Absolutely. Election integrity is key. We saw during COVID a lot of states eliminate safeguards to protect our elections, like showing a voter ID to get an absentee ballot or to vote by mail. So uh, it's been critical for us. We've been doing trainings across the country. We've done trainings in Alaska. We're recruiting Election Day workers, um, not just Election Day workers, but poll watchers as well. And we really need everyone to get engaged. And that's part of the reason I'm here. We need to keep the Senate seat in Alaska. We need to win um, the Don Young House seat. A lot of the things that are critical for the country are going to happen because of Alaska and you've changed your voting system here to this ranked choice voting, which is new. And so we really need to work to educate voters. It's called rank the red. Everyone needs to vote Republican for your first, second, third, fourth choice. I don't care who it is. You just got to make sure that you're voting Republican up and down the ticket so that we make sure we don't turn any seat over to the Democrats in Alaska.
1: Well, that, uh, that, that, raises a good question about one of our more, more tr- difficult races right now which is our, our race b- between our senior senator and uh we have a, she's being primaried by an upstart republican who's challenging her from the right so lisa markowski as you know is our senior sen- senator and kelly jabaka is coming from the right and challenged her the party in alaska has censured lisa has uh asked her to leave the party and not run as a Republican, which she hasn't agreed to do. She's still running as a Republican. And uh, they have gone ahead and endorsed Kelly Chewbacca at a rate of about 72 percent of the state central committee of the officers of the party voting to endorse Kelly Chewbacca over Senator Murkowski. Is this something that the Republican National Committee is going to get involved in at all? So legally. Her mic just went out. There oh, my is. mic. Go- oh, now am I back? back? Yes, okay. back.
2: So legally, the RNC, the Republican National Committee, cannot get involved in primaries. As part of our li- bylaws of our party, we're prohibited from getting involved in primaries, which allows us to help heal the wounds after the primary. So um, it's going to just be so important for Alaskans, whoever they come out and vote for, to make sure that their second, third, whatever choice they have on their back, That they make sure it's a Republican, that they make sure it's a Republican to make sure that Republicans keep that seat, and we retire Nancy Pelosi and
1: uh, Chuck Schumer. We have to take back control of the House and the Senate. Well, I do, and I'm going to ask you a little bit about the numbers in a second, but it's a little trickier here because what we end up with is this open primary where we don't get to control, the the Republicans don't get to control their ballot anymore like we've been able to do since since the 90s. We've been able to control our own ballot. So you were Republican or not aligned with the party, you could vote our ballot. But if you were aligned with the Democrats, you couldn't cross over and then start messing with our primary, right? Which is what they used to do. So mm-hmm. uh, that's been eliminated. But that means going forward after the primary, you can still have two or three Republicans showing up on the general election ballot. And I don't know what the RNC does when you're in that situation, because normally you're, only, you're going to have one advance. Now you could have in, for instance, in our congressional seat, we could have Sarah Palin advance, Nick Begage advance, Tara Sweeney advance, all three of those are Republican, and then we could have a Democrat. And how, how does the the RNC gonna deal with it after the primary? So it's it's really key, not just for
2: the RNC, but obviously your state party and people like you in your show, thank you for what you're doing to educate voters. First of all, let me just start by saying I hate ranked choice voting. I think it's a terrible thing. Um, I don't mean to criticize. I think it's a, a horrific mechanism of voting. And what it means is if the first candidate doesn't get over 50%, they start taking the last candidate and picking who their second choice was or third choice was until somebody gets over 50%. It's very convoluted. They have it in Maine as well. We won a Senate seat in Maine in 2020 with Susan Collins by learning how to educate our voters about ranked choice voting. And it's critical that Alaskans, Republicans, understand this process, that it's not just who you put first on the ballot. Your second, third, fourth choice will determine if we keep that seat. And Democrats may be more consolidated behind one candidate. We just need to be consolidated behind the Republican Party here.
1: Yeah, yeah, we've we've had some problems with our party uh, fracturing because we are much more independent-minded. We are not herd animals here in the. That is Republican, true. <laughs> in the Republican Party in Alaska, we are not herd animals at all. John, do you have any questions for our guest? John is our co-host. He's also the uh, Vice President of Mustard Alaska for Business Development, and he's on. Um, by the way, just so you know, he's he's calling in from Nikiski. That's where he lives That's <laughs> on the Kenai Peninsula. It's bright red in Nikiski.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Ronna. I got a question for you. What do you what you know? I'm sure you talk to just tons of, of people all over the U.S. What do you say to inspire the conservatives that are just kind of giving up hope? You know, the guy or the gal that works a full time job and just does their part in the community, but feels like our country is going to hell in a handbasket.
2: That's such a great question, and I and I hear that a lot. I mean, people are very discouraged with what's happened in the past year under the Biden administration. We're all dealing with inflation and gas prices and our kids uh, parents being cut out of our kids education i mean on every single level we've actually seen almost a reshaping of america in a short time frame what i say is we're blessed we're blessed to live in the united states of america this is the greatest country on earth our freedoms are at stake and if you don't get involved in this election democrats will win and if you think the first year has been bad under biden imagine what the next three would be so it's important that people get involved and engaged the only vote that doesn't count is the one you don't cast and i will just say this i love this country i feel blessed to love here live here every day and i feel like right now we are on the front lines of determining the future for decades and for future generations and i want to keep the america we know and love intact and the democrats want to change us into something that we won't recognize so please get out and get involved find one candidate you believe in And get behind that candidate or run yourself. Every single person can make a difference. And this is that type of election. We have a congressional seat in Iowa that we won in 2020. Uh, Miller Meeks, she won by six votes. So every vote matters. And uh, we don't want to regret something after November and say, oh, I wish I could have, should have, would have. If only I've known. This is the time to get involved. Be bold. Get your neighbors involved because literally our country is at stake. And Alaska knows that better than anybody. Energy independence is at stake. We should be tapping all of our natural resources instead of depending on Russia and Iran. Why aren't we doing more here in the great state of Alaska?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's a message that Alaskans would like to get to the rest of the country, uh, which is uh, we have the oil resources, but they've been shut down by the Biden administration. And and our very hostile court system, our court system that has, has been very hostile to um, our our energy freedom, our economic freedom, and our our way of life. Quite honestly, is frightening sometimes. Talk to us a little bit about uh, this. Uh, we we saw this um, Quinnipiac poll that came out a couple of days ago, I think, that said that uh, Hispanics are leaving the Democratic Party in droves, and they are joining the Republican Party. I think is what I've read, and. And what is the RNC, what is the Republican National Committee doing to reach out to the Hispanics in uh, America to to make the case for our values and our party? Thank you
2: for asking about that. Yeah. Not only the Quinnipiac poll show that Joe Biden is at a record low, 33 percent approval, but it's showing that there is movement, massive movement from Hispanic voters from the Democrat to Republican Party. And why is that? Well, people who've come to this country legally usually came because they left something behind. Um, They gave up everything. They came to this country. They believe in hard work. They believe in the American dream. They want a good education. And I've heard from many, many people, I left a country that didn't have religious freedom, that didn't have economic opportunity, um, that that didn't have a police force uh, and, and didn't value me. And now I'm coming to America and I'm watching the Democrats trying to turn this country into the country I left. And so that's why we're seeing in droves of Asian, Hispanic uh, voters coming to our party. The RNC has had a sustained effort in many of these communities for the past year with offices open and really beginning a dialogue, sharing our story and what our party stands for with communities that have been, have, have been habitually Democrat and we're seeing movement. And the best example is Texas. We have three Hispanic women on the Republican side running for
1: Congress just this cycle and we're seeing that across the country. Super exciting. Well, you know, also I think that when you have Democrats who are saying things like uh, we're going to go into a gender-free or post-gender society and, and you're dealing with a, uh, a culture that has a language that is very much based on gender, gender identity in terms of like the you know, L el and Aya. You know, everything is a, a a male, female in that country. It's really um, the Democratic Party is really out of sync with the values that Hispanics have that are really baked into their culture, baked into their language. So, um, I, I also think that the the Democrats have just gone so far left. No, that, it's, that is ludicrous. You're, you're
2: exactly right. They've started to use a phrase called Latin X to oh, eliminate okay, the Latino or Latina or L el or Aya. Um, which is just key to the language, the culture of the Latino community. And for the Democrats to try and eliminate um, something so key to their community and call everyone Latinx, um, it's just insulting. And, so insulting. Uh, and it, especially for people who um, be- you know believe in religious freedom, who want their kids to have an opportunity, and to see the Democrat Party try and eliminate that. It has had a huge backlash. Um, On on top of many, many Latino uh, business owners or Hispanic uh, um, Hispanics are small business owners. They believe in economic opportunity and they have hurt been hurt so much by the supply chain issues and the labor shortages that we're seeing across this country. And they understand this is because of Joe Biden. This is all because of policies being put by Democrats. And you know how we know it? Because it was so much better under Donald Trump. And everyone knows that just a year and a half ago, we had record low unemployment with Hispanic, Asian, Black Americans. Uh, Businesses were booming. We were seeing the middle class get pay raises at a record clip. And now all of that is falling behind because of Joe Biden. And we have 8.5% inflation, which
1: means we're all being taxed
2: and hurt at a level that we've never seen
1: it's killing us i mean with those of us in the middle class we're we're really tuning in squeeze. well we've run out of your time we know you're rolling into anchorage into fairbanks right now and that you've got a very busy schedule ahead of you i'm at the hotel where the where the state convention is promise me that you'll let me take a selfie with you while you're here I would love that. No,
2: you okay. promised me. Let's get a selfie. I'm looking forward okay. to it.
1: And we're going to let you. We're going to catch you free, and then we're going to go ahead and and, uh, and roll the credits on the show. But thank you so much, and and uh, safe travels. We'll see you here in a, in a, just a little while. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks you. for having yep.
2: me.
1: So for everybody, everybody okay. who just um, joined us, that was Rhonda McDaniel. She is the uh, chairman of the Republican National Committee. She is just rolling into Fairbanks right now. Uh, She's got she's here to give a keynote address tomorrow to uh, the Fairbanks uh, group here, which is the state Republican convention. It's a really exciting time up here, John. There are so many people here who are activists from around the state. I saw Edie Grunwald. She's uh, she's manning the table there for the the Charlie Pierce. uh, Edie Grunwald for governor and lieutenant governor table. Uh, uh, Chris Kirka has a table here for his uh, campaign for governor. I have not seen a table from the governor. I don't think the governor has a table, but he's,
0: he's, <laughs> he'll he's, be walking he's, around tall though. <laughs> he,
1: yeah. He's, he's, but the thing is, is he's already been endorsed by the party. And also um, he is. He's doing a, this. Yeah. Yeah. He's He's doing the keynote, <laughs> he's doing the keynote address. And so he's already, you know, he's, he's the guy. And um, I believe that in addition to Ron and McDaniel, giving a keynote address, there are, there's going to be an address from, Uh, Dan Sullivan. He's up here as well. It's very interesting that Deb Holland is traveling around Alaska right now. She went out to King Cove today with or was it yesterday with um, it was Governor Dunleavy and with uh, I believe that Senator Solon. or no, Burkowski went out there with them. Um, They're trying to make the case to her that that road is is a critical, life saving road. And it is. And then um, Deb Holland made an announcement today. And there's a story up on Must Read Alaska about how they are going to finally give the Native uh, allotment to the Vietnam-era veterans, the ones that went to Vietnam when there was a, a land allotment, they missed getting the land allotment because they were fighting for America. And when they came back, they never were able to get the, the door head closed. So this is a uh, 50-year coming to them. Many of them have died already. It's, it's, a, it's a national tragedy. It's shameful. Anyway, she made the announcement today that she's finally going to get off her butt and make sure those land allotments go through. So we can thank her for that. And um, I will be here. So if everybody's up in Fairbanks, stop by and say hi. I'll be here for a couple of days. I'll be leaving here on Saturday. But we just really want to um, thank everybody for joining us today. And especially thank you to the Charlie Pierce for Governor campaign. Uh, We really appreciate the support that we get from Charlie Pierce for governor for this show makes us, makes it possible for me to get up here to Fairbanks and to broadcast live from the uh, state convention and the Republican state convention. You'll be hearing a lot more about stuff online at www.mustreadalaska.com. Anything else you got for us, John?
0: No, but I just think it's exciting that uh, she was on our podcast and that, you know, it's an exciting time for Alaska, even though, you know, um, it's not every day we get the uh, Repu- Republican National Chairwoman up here. And, I don't think uh, we've ever had her.
1: I don't think the the chair of the Republican National Committee has ever come to Alaska for one yeah. of our
0: conventions. And she is uh, a force to be reckoned with. She was an early supporter of Donald Trump and got a lot of flack for it and still maintained the support, even though she got flack for it. So she's in uh, a good company here in Alaska.
1: Yeah, she's a, she's really strong. She's very, very strong. Well, it's going to be interesting uh, to see what happens here. You know that uh, Nick Baggage is here for Congress. You know that um, uh, Sarah Palin is going to make an appearance there. Uh, I believe Josh Revak's in the building. Uh, I believe Tara Sweeney will be here. There may be a couple of other of Republicans who show up, like uh, John Coghill, who's also Coghill. running. Yeah. yeah, running all these me- who are running for Congress. So they're all trying to make. Santa a case. Claus might show up. No, he's a Democrat. I, I know. I don't think he's going to be showing up at this one. He's a lovely man. He lives nearby, but um, but this is not his tribe, actually. So, well, for everybody, we're signing off for now from Must Street, Alaska in Fairbanks, Alaska. Bye, bye.